all you citizens of Benedettiville. Thanks for tuning in for our podcast. It's been really fun meeting all of you guys at the bookstores and the shows and the festivals that we've been playing. So I hope you're staying in touch with us through our podcast here. You can stay in touch with us through the website at benedettiville.com. And you can send us any sorts of mail. Send us your songs that you've been playing. We'd love to know what, if you've been drawing dragons. Have you been drawing the dragons? Take a picture of the dragon that you drew. Send it over. We'd love to see it. The email address is mail at benedettiville.com. I'm Gio Benedetti. And I am bringing you part seven of our story this week. Part seven of Princess Harmony and the Quest for Music. So, buckle in tight to that car seat, roll up the windows, listen up, because there is an amazing adventure in store for you today. Hope you enjoy. seven of Princess Harmony. That means we've already done parts one through six, which means we have a lot to remind you of before we start this part seven. Hopefully you remember that there is a girl named Princess Harmony from the Kingdom of Silence where nobody has ever heard any kind of music or ever heard of music or anything about music. She is adventuring through the old forest with a magic map to find all the notes of the great scale. Only then can she bring music back to the kingdom and bring music back to the old forest where it used to exist many, many, many years ago before the Cacophonix trapped it all. The Cacophonix has been trying to stop Princess Harmony with his rotten old noise goblins and his mischievous Trixie gloom cloaks. But so far, Princess Harmony, her friend Ruxapole, the Dosong bird, and Falia, the gray mouse, have been too clever and much too skilled with music to fall for any of his tricks or traps. Princess Harmony's already found five of the notes of the Great Scale, and today her adventures will take her towards the sixth. And meanwhile, the Cacophonix is doing his very best to stop her, to trap the music back up, and to keep it from ever getting out into the world. When we last left Princess Harmony and her friends, they were sleeping in the nest of an eagle family. After having just rescued the Spider Queen of the Silken Cities and found the fifth note of the Great Scale, so spun the concealer cloak that can make you invisible. And that's where we pick up with our friends, in an eagle's nest, high, high in the treetops of the old forest. Princess Harmony awoke to the splashing of big, fat raindrops on her face. She sat up in the eagle family's nest and looked out at a dark, thundercloud-covered sky. Rux and Falia were soon splashed awake as well. Oh, looks like quite a storm brewing, Princess, Ruxapold said. Well, good thing I've got so spun, Princess Harmony said, clasping the spider silk cloak around her neck and pulling up the hood. It's as dry and warm as the reading room back home in here. Just then, the eagle family came swooping in back to the nest. They had been out for their early morning flying lessons. And together, they and our three adventurers helped make and eat a very tasty breakfast. While they ate, they looked at the magical map. Oh, the number six has appeared here in the Valley of the Elves, said Ruxapold happily. What a wonderful, beautiful place. Even in this rain, it will be a marvelous sight to behold. 
But Rux, said Princess Harmony, look at how far away it is. It's much further than we've ever gone before. And, see here, we'll have to cross these giant mountains. It'll take us days and days. Mm, very true, said Rux. The Dragontooth Mountains are very cold and difficult to cross on foot. We will have to pack very carefully. I think not, interrupted the mother eagle, and she stepped into their midst wearing a fine, comfortable-looking saddle. Princess, I would be honored to take you to the Valley of the Elves. Your mouse friend may ride in your cloak, and this bird may follow me. Well, if he can keep up with an eagle, that is. Oh, me? Keep up? Well, of course I can keep up, spluttered Ruxapold. Harmony was excited. A ride? On an eagle? Oh, that would be a dream come true. Thank you so much. And so the friends gathered their things, bundled up against the weather, and Princess Harmony belted herself into the eagle's saddle, and with a leap and a rush of wings and air, they were off. They flew very, very fast. The wind and rain lashed at them, and Princess Harmony felt the chill of the storm even through her magical cloak. Poor Ruxapult panted and flapped and splashed his way through the weather, proudly but very exhaustedly keeping up with the mighty eagle. Though it was cloudy and dark, Princess Harmony could still make out landmarks below as they flew that she remembered from looking at the map earlier. There below was the Emerald River, sparkling dully in the storm's darkness, but still showing some of the bright green glitterings that gave the river its name. And she was awed and very much impressed as they flew over the craggy peaks of the Dragontooth Mountains, when she was sure she could see great hairy giants at play in the storm on the mountain's highest peaks. The rain calmed into a hazy drizzle, and the storm lessened a little bit on the far side of the mountains, and gradually the eagle, with a very tired Ruxapult behind her, started to descend closer to the trees and the paths below. It was as they got closer to the ground that Princess Harmony noticed a black cloud of smoke billowing up on the horizon, with angry tongues of flame flickering even through the damp and the rain. At the same time, she noticed a sound. A messy, wild racket of a sound like screeching animals and barrels of glass falling down stairs and hammering and yelling and splintering. Noise goblins. It was loud. Even though they were flying thousands of feet above the ground, still the racket of the noise goblins was almost unbearably loud. Mother Eagle screeched in pain and frustration and began to soar skyward. Princess Harmony, fighting against the incredible racket, peered over the eagle's shoulder towards the ground and saw a terrible sight. Hundreds and hundreds of noise goblins, an army of them, marching with their spears along a road, a road that led away from the smoke and the flames. Princess Harmony had a sinking feeling deep in her tummy. She thought back to the morning's map. The place where they had seen the number six on the map had to be just about where the great flames and smoke were still billowing up into the sky. And a noise goblin army was passing now, headed away from that very spot. Very worried now, Princess Harmony leaned forward and, over the sound of the noise goblins and the wind, shouted to Mother Eagle, We need to get to that fire as fast as we can! Mother Eagle screeched in agreement, and then, as she never had before, she sped on away from the noise goblins and on towards the smoke and the flames. 
Rux was falling behind the eagle's great speed, but Harmony couldn't wait now. The flames and smoke loomed close, and the sound of the noise goblins faded off in the distance as Princess Harmony saw that her worries had all been very well deserved. Down below them, engulfed in mean noise goblin fires, lay the village of the elves. Elves were running every which way with buckets and blankets and anything they could find to put out the flames. Over the cries and the clamor from below, Falia squeaked in the princess's ear. We can help them, princess. Do you feel up to some singing? Princess Harmony had been thinking the exact same thing. Absolutely, she said firmly. One voice may not be enough for this great task, Falia continued. I will sing my note. You should grasp Raybright. Use her as the musical home for your singing, and our combined song may be enough to save the village. Princess Harmony nodded. She didn't want to risk pulling Raybright from her belt, so she just grasped the handle of the sword. Hearing the warm, sunny note through her body gave her courage, and she was surprised to discover that by hearing just the one note, by hearing Raybright's note, she could now imagine in her ears all the other notes in her head. Princess Harmony steadied herself in Mother Eagle's saddle and concentrated on the storm and the rain and began to think of rainy, wet, cool thoughts as, remembering to use Ray as the musical home for her song, she sang with Falia against the noise goblin flames. The song sounded sad, but that was how Harmony felt. Her cool sadness fed the music, and she thought of waterfalls and rivers and great heavy drops of rain and tears. As she sang, she felt the weather listening. She felt the clouds and air hear her song, and in answer to her music with Falia, she felt the rain gathering and mustering its cool, watery strength. Then, as the song's last note faded into the skies, they burst. With a roar to drown out the crackling of the flames, the skies emptied their rain onto the elven village. The downpour was so heavy it drove Mother Eagle to land under a thick tree branch above the village, where a very wet Ruxipal joined them shortly. Amazing, just amazing, he said in awe, as they all watched the fires dwindle and sputter out underneath the tremendous rains that the spell had summoned. In a matter of minutes, the fires were out, the rains were done, and a ray of sunshine shone down upon the cheering elf villagers. We did it, shouted Princess Harmony, sharing a brief moment of victory with her friends. Now let's go down there and see what needs doing. Mother Eagle was eager to get home to her family after such a dangerous morning. She flew Harmony to the valley floor, and they all embraced with many thank yous and goodbyes. Then Mother Eagle screeched her farewell, and she took off, soaring back to her nest. The three wet and weary adventurers continued down the path into the village. They were stopped by a group of very stern-looking and very wet elves with bows and arrows ready and pointed straight towards them. 
But as Princess Harmony, Falia, and Ruxapold approached closer, the stern looks melted into smiles of recognition, and before they knew it, they were being hugged and thanked and patted on the back and led through the still-smoking, very muddy village to cheers and shouts of joy. They stopped outside a large, nearly completely burned-out tree that had, before the fires, been a wonderful treehouse. Outside were an elf couple, wearing wooden, leafy crowns, speaking quickly and with calm authority in their elfin language, giving encouragement and instruction to the many elves gathered around them. They stopped what they were doing as Princess Harmony approached with Rux and Falia. The woman with the crown spoke in the language that we all understand. I am Ladriana, Queen of the Elves. On behalf of all of the elves of the valley, we thank you. The forest and the valley are full of tales of you and your powers, and our woodland friends told us of your very great magic today. And I am King Ladros, spoke the crowned bearded elf. I know why you have come, and I fear I have only bad news. The noise goblin army that set fire to our village and attacked our people has stolen our prized treasure. La Fire the Truth Seeker, sixth note of the great scale. It is gone. There was a moment of somber silence in the village. Water dripped from the trees. A distant bird chirped. And then Princess Harmony said brightly, Well, then we'll just have to get it back. And I have a great plan to do just that. Ruxapold hooted. Oh, I knew it, child. Not ones to give up, we musician types. We'll have that law fire back as quick as you please. Harmony turned to the king and the queen. Your majesties, Ladros and Ladriana, what is law fire? What does it look like? Law fire is a bow, musician. The first, most ancient bow carved from the first tree of the old forest, said Ladriana. Could you make me a bow that looked similar? asked Princess Harmony. Maybe it looked close enough to fool a noise goblin or two? Ladros, the king, smiled. His eyes twinkled. Yes, yes we could. We'll have it ready shortly. Well, then all I need after that is something to protect my ears against about 300 noise goblins, Harmony said. Is there any such thing? Why, yes there is, said Ladriana. The wax of the river root plant. It sighs the sound of the river in your ears, and it should keep the noise goblin racket just bearable enough. The king and the queen turned, and in the leafy language of the elves, gave instructions to the nearby villagers, and in a bustle of excited activity, the elves scattered off to go about their new tasks. It wasn't much later that Princess Harmony, Rux, and Falia set out on the valley path. Harmony carried a beautiful bow across her back, an exact copy of Lawfire the Truth Seeker made by the finest, fastest elven bowmaker, and the river root wax sighed in their ears as they walked. It was not difficult to follow the trail of 300 noise goblins. The muddy tracks from the earlier storm were very easy to see, as were the torn branches and the broken limbs and the trampled grass. And, of course, there was the noise. It was like approaching a swarm of bees that were hard at work scraping knives across dinner plates. They hurried ever closer to the army. The noise was terrible, and it would have stopped them in their tracks, but for the river root wax that whispered calmly in their ears. 
They got closer and closer to the army until they could hear the clanking and the bustle of the goblin soldiers even above the wafting, terrible clamor of the noise goblins themselves. Princess Harmony quickly stepped off the path and ducked behind a tree as they finally caught up to the noise goblins. The army was busy setting up camp for the night in a wide meadow. Harmony whispered in Rux's ear, Rux, you're too big to fit under Sospun and I'll need my cloak to get the bow back. I need you to watch from above. Keep an eye on the goblins and be ready to help if I need you. You got it, princess, Rux whispered, and he took to the skies. Thalia, Harmony continued, once Rux was circling above the goblin army, stay on my shoulder and we'll creep into their camp and get back Lawfire. I'll use Sospun to keep us invisible and, with a bit of luck, we'll be in and out in no time. She clasped the cloak tightly at her throat and pulled the hood up over her head. The note of So Spun the Concealer began to hum through her body and Harmony hummed along with it. She could feel the world changing. She could feel herself becoming first a shadow and then completely invisible. Are you ready, Falia? she asked. I'm ready, princess, the mouse squeaked back and they walked silently towards the noise goblin camp as the afternoon darkened into evening. Invisible, they snuck by the guards set at the edge of the camp. Then they snuck by the camps of the soldiers that were busy making the evening dinner, which smelled terrible, and playing their noise goblin games, which looked very rough and mean. They snuck by the guard captains lurking about in their big old captain's helmets, and then they snuck by the great big caped guards by the great big tent entrance in the middle of the camp. Once inside, they snuck by the even bigger guards inside the tent to a small room behind some curtains in the very, very back of the main tent. And there, lying on the table, was a shallow, long, very locked box. It was a box that was just the right size for a bow. Lawfire had to be in there. Harmony looked at Falia, because they could see each other under their magical cloak, and she whispered, It's locked. We need a key. Or a spell of unlocking, Falia squeaked back. Right, Harmony said, but my singing will alert the guards outside the curtain. Not if they're busy chasing a mouse that's just bitten their ugly goblin toes, Falia squeaked back. You are the best, Falia, Princess Harmony said. Be careful, and we'll meet up back at the tree beyond the camp. Falia scampered down off Harmony's shoulder and out past the curtain. In another few seconds, Princess Harmony couldn't help but laugh quietly as she heard two loud yells and then stamping feet as the two guards ran out of the tent. Princess Harmony wasted no time. She heard the hums of Raybright, Meeglass, and Sospun, and from them, remembered and could imagine the sounds all by herself of Rux and Falia. And then, with all five notes ringing in her ears, she thought of open doors, of clear skies, wide paths, and of great big keys. And she sang. As the last note of the song faded away, a golden light shone from the lock on the shallow, narrow box, and there was a soft click. 
it was unlocked. Harmony quickly opened the box, and there lay Lawfire, the truth seeker's sixth note of the great scale. She grabbed the bow with one hand and replaced it with the false Lawfire with the other hand. She closed the box and, thinking quickly, whispered a spell to relock the box. It was her unlocking song, only she sung it from the end back to the beginning. She slung the true lawfire on her back under her cloak just as she heard the angry, frustrated, sore-toed guard stomp back into the tent. She had just drawn the cloak close and hummed herself invisible when one of the guards poked his ugly, wolf-lizard-like face through the curtain just inches from her own invisible face. Oh, well, everything is fine here, grumbled the guard, close enough for Harmony's eyes to water at his terrible noise-goblin breath. Can't believe that rotten mouse got away, he muttered to himself as he closed the curtain. Even with the river root wax in her ears, Harmony's head ached from the awful noise of being so close to so many noise goblins. Very quickly and very quietly, she snuck her way back through the camp, seeing Ruck still circling overhead. She went past the last line of the goblin guards at the camp's edge and made it back to the tree where, she was very relieved to see, Falia sat waiting proudly. They rustled the top branches of the tree just a little bit so that Rux would see, and soon the friends were reunited, skipping and singing and dancing their way back to the village of the elves, giddy with the excitement and joy that can only come from succeeding in dangerous and daring missions. She's back! The musicians are back! cried the very happy and very relieved elven lookouts from high in the trees as they saw Princess Harmony, Ruxapold, and Falia prancing their way back to the village. And I have the bow, Harmony shouted back. A great cry of joy sprang from the gathered villagers and the elves threw their caps in the air and danced and cheered. That night there was a great feast in the burned-out great hall of the village. Benches and chairs and rugs were gathered from all over, and all the elves of the valley gathered and brought what food they could, and the valley echoed with their feasting joy. During the feasting, as Princess Harmony and Ruxapold and Falia danced and ate and made merry with the elves, King Ladros and Queen Ladriana took Harmony aside. You have turned our day of greatest sorrow into a day of great joy, said Ladros. And now you are the bearer of La Fire Truth Seeker, added Ladriana. You'll never need an arrow for this bow, she said. You need only have a true heart, a noble purpose, and sing her note, and she will aim true, and you will hit your mark. Come, you will see, she said. And they led Harmony to the low stage at the center of the hall. Ladros pointed to a great big cake, a huge cake being carried into the hall by ten strong elves and said, This is our elvish tradition, the cutting of the valley berry cake. It must be pierced through by an arrow, and only a very great archer can succeed. It is a great honor, and we ask that you would be our archer tonight. I would love to, said Harmony, and she drew forth Lafire and the new note of the ancient bow sang in her ears.
There was no arrow on the bowstring of the bow, but as she drew the bowstring back, aimed at the tremendous cake, thought of her goal, and hummed the new note, a green, sparkling, glowing arrow appeared. There were gasps through the hall, but Harmony stayed focused, aimed, and loosed the magical arrow. It flew straight through the center of the cake and, in a merry burst of green sparks, split the cake into hundreds of perfect slices, enough for everyone in the hall. A great cheer rose up from the gathered elves. Well done, musician and archer, said the king. Thank you, your majesties, said Harmony, yawning, even though she tried very hard not to. Oh, laughed Ladros, but of course you are very weary. We have prepared a bed for you and your friends. Come, I'll take you there. Or at least I'll take you there after you try our valley berry cake. And so Princess Harmony, Ruxapold, and Falia, not too much later, and with bellies full of delicious valley berry cake, found themselves nestled in some very comfortable blankets in a small cabin high in the tree branches. Harmony was so tired that her eyes closed and she was dreaming just as soon as her head hit the pillows. She was dreaming of the next day, of the seventh and final note of the great scale. She dreamed of bringing music back to her kingdom of silence. And as she slept, and Ruxapold and Folia too, the rain cleared and the clouds sailed away and a bright silver moon shone down. Somewhere, the Cacophonix was making desperate plans. Somewhere the forest creatures were telling tales of hope and music and magical rains, and a restless, anxious, excited night fell on the Valley of the Elves and over the ancient, mysterious trees of the old forest. silence and the quest for music hope you enjoyed it i'm so glad they found that sixth note of the major scale there's only one left we'll find out if they find it in two weeks i think they will they're very good at solving all these little problems and princess harmony's turning into a great musician all that singing combining notes finding new homes to sing from it's pretty great stuff hope you guys are singing a little bit at home writing your own little spells and trying them out I could still sure use that clean the office spell. So if anybody has one of those, mail it on over. Our email address is mail at benedettiville.com. We're going to be doing some more shows at Copperfields Bookstores here in Sonoma County where we live. And we hope we can see some of you guys there. We'll be hitting some more shows and some more festivals too, maybe later this fall. And we're working hard on our new album, which should be out also this fall, probably November. All kinds of great stuff going on here in Benedettiville, guys. Thanks for staying tuned. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And we'll see you again in two weeks for the conclusion of Princess Harmony and the Quest for Music. Until then, take care. <laughs>